Um, so my name is Angela Shu. Um, I'm currently a third year dance major in the dance program here at York University and I basically I dance every day <laughs> um, right now I'm really just trying to focus on trying to make a career and a professional living out of dancing as a job um, but of course I've got other side gigs going on so like I have my three other part-time jobs right now along alongside full-time school um, and I just do a bunch of like small modeling stuff sometimes and then a few acting roles here and there just to feel out the industry and see how I can work myself into it. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my life right now. It's a bit hectic, very busy, <laughs> yeah. but I try to make it enjoyable for myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It sounds busy just like you saying that. Yeah. Um, three part-time jobs, full-time school, industry work. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be a little, a little insane, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, being uh, like I don't, I almost don't even want to say Asian or anything, but like mm -hmm. having the ethnicity that you do, um, I can understand that there could be some backlash there when it comes to picking out your major. For sure. And yeah. there's, it's a stereotype, uh, but it's a stereotype for a reason because it's true. Mm -hmm. um, is the way I see it. Yeah. Right. Um, did you ever have like any, you know, doubts going into dance, or like, did you ever where your family was? Has your family always been supportive of it? Was it always kind of like, uh, like a little iffy, you know? Um, <laughs> so no, my family is pretty traditional in the fact that they're still waiting for me to realize that my real dream is to become a lawyer or a doctor <laughs> and that I'll change my major to like law or something mm -hmm. sometime in the future very soon. <laughs> but it's been 20 years and my dream hasn't changed. Um, so right now I feel like they're just tolerant of what I do. They're not exactly encouraging or supportive of it, but they realize that this is what I want to do and they can't change that mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely growing up, I, I actually from a very young age, I started telling people that I wanted to be a dancer and I wanted to dance. Um, and partly that was because I lived in Shanghai for six years and back there, you know, like the academic um, system and all that is very rigid. So like all the mandatory courses are like English, science, math, history, geography, all of those things. And we didn't have electives at all. So you couldn't really learn what you actually had an interest in. Um, so besides English, there really wasn't anything else that I was very interested in. So when people ask me, what do you want to do in the future? I always told them I want to dance. I want to you know, do ballet and I want to perform on stage and things like that. And then as I kept saying that, I realized that it was true for myself at least because like, I feel like <laughs> I, have a, I have a series of problems with like growing up like with my parents' relationship with each other and like my relationship to the family as a whole and just my relationship to my peers back in China because I felt like I didn't relate to them. So dance was always the one thing that like that helped me clear my mind and helped restore my own mental health and all those things. So when it came time to choose like a program for post-secondary, of course I wanted to go into dance. But even before that, I waited until the second last day before the deadline um, to accept my offer here. <laughs> because I was having another emotional breakdown <laughs> and I couldn't decide if I really did want to go into dance or not or if it was only because I kept telling people all those years that I wanted to be a dancer but in the end I still chose dance because I just realized 
um, during the end of that period that if I didn't go into dance and if I didn't give myself this chance to see where I can go with it, I would regret it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what were your other options? I was originally planning to go to Ryerson for performance production. So that's like all the backstage aspects mm-hmm. of like theater and like dance shows and all of that, which I still have a very strong interest in. But considering that I'm still at a relatively young age right now, I decided going to dance would be like a better option for me in my current time state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have any regrets now? Do you ever think about like, maybe I should have done production instead? No. <laughs> no? So you're like all in. That's actually really interesting. And I think it's very powerful that, uh, you know, you took that like, almost like that leap. Uh, like it's kind of like a leap of faith. Like it's right. a, it, all in or nothing basically, right? Yeah. I felt that, I feel that, um, and just from talking to you, that if you had gone into like the Ryerson program, you'd feel a little unsatisfied and unfulfilled. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you were, choosing to go into dance like uh was it scary was it like i really don't know but i if i don't do this like it's i'm gonna die essentially (laughs) (laughs) you know um you know that that emotion that emotional like roller coaster you must have gone through right um how was that it was like you said it was very scary because like i said my my family doesn't approve of me going into dance and even though I, my close friends always believed in me, they said, you can be a dancer if you want to, you can be professional and all of that. But the thing is, your family is the people who are like gonna be closest to you no matter what. And having heard from them all throughout my childhood that dance doesn't make money, dance isn't a stable job, dance can't get you anywhere in life, it just scared me, you know, when I was making that decision because I'm like, what if I'm wrong? And what if I just mess myself up, up for life by, choosing to go into this Mm -hmm. but you know like I said earlier I just would have regretted it so much if I didn't pursue it at first if I didn't just give it a chance yeah so I decided to just take that leap of faith and then I realized something very interesting it's not as bad as people say it is yeah yeah (laughs) because people think there aren't job opportunities and that you can't make money from it But the whole thing about being in an industry such as the performing arts is that you have to always be on the lookout for yourself, for opportunities. You can't wait for other people to give them to you. So if that means going out to auditions or like just going onto social media, even just to check what's going on in the community, attending shows, stuff like that, you do it for yourself. And in doing that, you have a much better understanding of how the industry works overall. You can build connections and that's how you find more job opportunities and more employers and that's how you can make a living out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the fact that you uh, explained to, like, to me uh, kind of like the process that you went through mm-hmm. and that you're still going through um, because I do agree that uh, very similarly to me, um, what's it called? Um, you have to go out and do it yourself because nobody's yeah. going to hold your hand and, and basically do it, right? right? And I actually do think that any any major is actually, I guess, marketable or like, you know, um, there's success in every single major right. like, d- depending on how, how willing you're, you're willing to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that you, you um, like, had that comment. Uh, um, I wanted to ask about, you know, when when you do receive like those comments from your close loved ones let's say mm-hmm. right um and they do say like you're, you're not gonna make any money stuff like that what do you how do you like ig- brush it off ignore it or like you know do you use it as fuel as drive like how do you overcome that boundary and i think i really understand like 
that emotion because that kind of happened to me also. It was mm-hmm. A little bit of background because I know we just met. <laughs> but um, I went to UW for two years okay. uh, and did urban planning and geography, right? And then when I told my parents I'm transferring to York for design, they're like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Right. <laughs> right? The the first thing my mom did was look up the salary rate, and, uh, <laughs> and it was so like ridiculous to me um, be- because like it. Like, you should be encouraging me to do what I want to do, not, you know, right. not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a saying that says, I forget who said it, but it's basically saying, uh, it's kind of sad, but the people that are closest to you will typically be the ones that are not really supportive of your ambitions. Right. Yeah. Um, which is kind of true and mm-hmm. kind of sad at the same time. So, you know, for me personally, when when I heard that, I actually accepted my offer before even telling my parents. I was like, I don't even care about what you think, right? I'm doing this, right? <laughs> right. I'm that type of person to just, like, it's, I'm going to jump in. I don't really care what your opinion is, right? Um, you know, for yourself, like, how did you, how do you even still today perhaps, like, overcome that? And, you know, what do you tell yourself? Um, so it, it's still not easy mm-hmm. to overcome that at all because it, it deals so much with, like, your mental health and your emotional well-being every single day. Because every day I'm going to class, going to a dance class, and I try to just do the best that I can like even on the days that I'm so unmotivated to dance I'm like I'm here and I'm paying for my tuition and I'm I have this dream of becoming a professional dancer in the industry so I have to try my best no matter what and um as to the discouraging comments that my family have made to me over the years uh, when I was younger and even now a little bit, I mostly just try to brush it off because whenever they said anything like that, I would usually just remain silent. I was never one of those people to be like very upfront about anything. Like I wouldn't, I would almost never confront anybody unless I was very, very triggered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's also like relating a little bit to my culture, right? Because in Asian culture, we don't really learn to like confront people about things. We like to keep the peace. Um, but like they have resulted in like emotional outbursts sometimes because like all of those things from so many like incidents and situations just coming into one single moment. And sometimes I do get angry and I lash out. But I think from the progress that I've made so far with my own career, I think I'm starting to really prove to them that I can make this a thing for myself and that I can do with it what other people are doing with their careers and make a successful living out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. So you're proving to them by showing them results, essentially. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's it's an effective way of, you know, say all you want, but I'm going to prove you wrong anyways, um, <laughs> basically, right? Yeah, um, yeah I, that kind of happened to me also. Like, at the, again, at the beginning, there was basically no support. Um, but now that I've kind of shown them the, the my trajectory and, like, where, what I can become um, and what I've done and what I've accomplished, then they're a little bit more at ease, I, mm-hmm. I'd like to say. Um, but yeah, at any moment, like throughout like the past three years, I guess, of your, uh, I guess, like student career or major, um, did you ever feel that you were like, maybe this isn't for me, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, transferred, like, you know, you just hit that low point and you're like, mm-hmm. damn, like I, I messed <laughs> up, right? Um, and what, it, and if you did to go through that, what, what did you do to kind of like, you know, what would your advice be for, uh, for yourself and for other people to kind of get themselves back up? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say no, I never felt that I made a mistake by going into this route, but there have been many moments when 
I've felt discouraged, um, maybe at my own performance or maybe at like things that other people say sometimes. And it usually has to do with like getting the role, right? Um, so I go to a lot of auditions and of course I don't get into all of them. And I get into some of them and those have become some of the greatest moments of my life, the greatest performances I've ever done. But most of them I don't get into because they have such a large selection pool to choose from and everybody is so differently talented that they're looking for very specific aspects, right? So sometimes when I feel like I haven't done well in an audition, I'll feel pretty down for a while. I'll be like, maybe I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough of a dancer. I don't have enough presence and all the negative things like that. But you know what? In the end, I just try to think of it as a free class. It's another free class to help me learn more about what choreographers and dancers out in the world are doing. And it's another opportunity for me to learn from them and maybe in the future be able to apply those same attributes to myself, to my own dancing. And that's how I can keep improving myself and improving myself more and more. So I've never regretted coming into this program because I think it's teaching me the things that I want to know about dance. Um, but at the same time, it has a lot to do about self-motivation because you never, you can never believe that you're not good enough because if you have the passion for it, then you just have to keep trying and trying and trying. And some things won't always work out, but other things will. And you just have to take those opportunities and go with them. And that'll lead you to even better things in the future. So really learning from like, you know, right. the downtimes, the failures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love your, your comment on self-motivation. If you have a passion for it, you, you got to keep going. Yeah. Keep trying for it. I love that. Um, what is one thing that you absolutely live by? Um, it doesn't have to be dance related. It could be <laughs> just like life in general, like kind of like a life philosophy. Um, you know, do you have like something that no matter what, like no matter what anybody says, whatever happens to me, I will always live by this. Um, do you have something like that? I'm pretty sure I do, <laughs> but now that you're making me think about it, <laughs> I can't really remember. I feel like I've answered this question to some like other people before, but I don't remember what I said. <laughs> or if if you have like one um, life tip, I guess that you always you always like tip. Yeah. Mm, I guess I would just say. Wow, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. Usually I have lots of words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> we can see that question for now. We, okay. we, we'll, we'll get back to we'll it. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Uh -huh. um, if, if you had, like, let's say, if someone came up to you, um, right, they're, they're in high school right now, mm -hmm. um, and they're, very, they're kind of going through the same situation. They're stuck, right? They're like, I want to do this, but it's being disapproved from um, right. my close ones or my loved right. ones, right? Yeah what do you how do you tell them like to like what do you tell them mm, so back in the end of high school when I was trying to make this decision about what career path I want going to I was talking to one of my own dance teachers about the issue and she said something that I will never forget she said you're not closing any doors if you decide to go in a different path than what you originally intended and that to me just seemed so profound and so enlightening because I suddenly realized that no matter what decision I made, I can always change it later on if I feel like I haven't gone in the right path, but that's okay. Because what is life? Life is really just about taking chances and figuring, figuring out for yourself the place you want to be. 
And if I decided to go into performance production instead, but I felt like it wasn't right for me, then it wouldn't be too late for me to turn back around and go into a dance program. Or if I hated this dance program for some reason, then it's even less, like, it's even less of a change to just turn my major around and go into performance production instead. So there are always different opportunities um, for you to do what you want to do. It just depends how you want to navigate it. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them not to worry about it too much. Just do what you feel like your passion lies right now. And in the future, if that changes and if your passion suddenly migrates somewhere else, that's completely okay because it's your life and it's your choice how you want to live it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. How does uh, being in like a creative industry and a performance industry, uh, you kind of already touched upon this earlier, uh, but there's competition. There's always going to be competition. There's always, uh, A yeah. high level of competition. Yeah. Right? And I can resonate with that because in design school, um, we're constantly comparing ourselves and like to our peers and like being competitive, low key. If it's you know sometimes <laughs> even high key, competitive, right? Um, yeah. And I always go through this uh, this situation where I I'm deeply supportive of all my peers, right? I want them to do well. I want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times where, there are also at times where I'm just like I really want you to do well but I really want to do better than you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um, so for me, competition is extremely important when it comes mm-hmm. to like self-growth and also motivation. Do you, um, as yourself, like do you ever take into account competition or are you mainly always focused on like uh, yourself, you know? Um, a bit of a confusing question, but like it's basically, I'm basically asking like uh, most of the time are you focused on yourself or are you focused on like competing like as a general uh, aspect Mm, I like to think that I have a balance of the two so for sure I'm trying to focus on myself um, but there are just moments when you have to compare yourself to other people and see how they're doing in order for you to realize what it is you need to work on and that will get you to the next level Um, so I know in our dance classes and stuff Technically, they're supposed to grade us based on how well we've improved since the beginning of the year. But of course, there are always going to be those traditional, very traditional teachers who will grade you based on how good you are compared to other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's always a little bit of a blow to myself because, well, if I have a lesser grade than this other person, then obviously my technique or my skill level isn't as good as that person's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in a way, in a way it's sort of true it just sort of reflects your current capabilities and their current abilities um but at the same time you just have to go with it because if i have this grade now then what can i do to make myself better and mm-hmm. how can i get myself to a higher level mm-hmm. what was the second part of the question <laughs> um no i think you basically answered uh, most of it okay yeah um i had a question about also criticism so mm-hmm. uh and I can I can talk about this because I understand the position, um, and being in like a creative industry or creative field where we're constantly innovating and like performing and like you know showcasing our skills uh, and stuff like that. There's always going to be criticism or critique. Um, I'm not sure if within your major you guys go through any critiques or anything like that, mm-hmm. or you get feedback on your technique. Um, you know, for us in design school, we on a weekly basis we're getting critiqued on our work every single every single week, and sometimes mm-hmm. it sucks ass um, because like a professor <laughs> might tell you that's not good, and you worked like sixteen hours on it, right? <laughs> so it's a little like oh my god, right. right? It's a little it's a little backlashing, right? And a yeah. little uh, 
like depressing uh, <laughs> to some extent. Uh, um, do you take into consideration like do you highly value critique or like feedback from other people? Um, and you know, do you or do you take it with a grain of salt? I think it's critique is always valuable if the critique is given in the correct way. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because if they're just slanderous comments, then that's not helpful at all. But if they're like purposeful comments with the intent of helping you become a better artist, then of course they're useful. Um, so in my program, we don't really do it like on a weekly basis. The critique comes from when we're choreographing our own pieces and then we set a special time for everyone to get together and watch each other's pieces. And then we give feedback on how it looked or what could be worked on and things like that. And if you just wanted to get more individual feedback, then you would set up a meeting with your teacher and they would explain to you what you need to work on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, critique is just, you can't get away from it in this industry, yeah. <laughs> in any industry really. And I think uh, some people like really are scared of critique and like feedback. They, yeah. um, even mm -hmm. just like showing off your work or what you've worked on to an audience. Um, is scary which is actually kind of ironic because your industry to do that right <laughs> uh but like i i get it i get what like where they're they're coming from uh -huh. um have you ever were you ever like maybe perhaps at the beginning maybe not so much now like were you ever kind of scared of like showing off um what you've been working on for the past like couple weeks oh well of course yeah <laughs> because now um i've come like, I've matured as an artist over the years, right? And I realize now that whatever they say to me about my work, they're really just trying to push me to go further with it and, like, really, really delve into the entire essence of it so that I can bring out what's really essential to the piece. Mm -hmm. um, but whereas before, and this is sort of going back to my former training in dance as well, so back when I was living in China, I obviously, I took dance classes there too, right? But only in classical ballet. And they don't make you improvise <laughs> in China, at least from what I learned there. Um, everything is set. There's a specific structure and rhythm to everything. And whatever the teacher tells you to do, you have to do it exactly that way. They don't let you have the freedom to creatively make your own things or to just sort of move around however you want and explore how you feel about the way your body moves. Whereas here, it's almost the complete opposite. They want you to explore the creative side of things and they want you to improvise as often as you can because they want to see what you can come up with on your own instead of being told by other people what to do. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big jump for me to move back to Canada from China and experience that whole reverse culture shock. Um, because my dance training there was completely different from the dance training I'm having now in Canada. And... I am a naturally shy person, so of course when um, my teacher asked me to improvise, I didn't even know what improvising was because I had never heard the term before. Mm -hmm. And then so people explained it to me, it's basically just doing whatever you want, and I'm like, but what's whatever I want? I don't know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was a difficult process to get through, but I think I'm much more comfortable with it now in the fact that I feel I'm in a safe environment um, and my classmates know me, we're all friends with each other. So it's fine if we mess up because they're not going to judge. Um, they're just going to give you feedback on how you can do this better or how you can make this feel better for yourself. And mm -hmm. So it's really like, you know, it, it's really about like um, really understanding that like the feedback that you get isn't right. like malicious or anything like that. It's, right. it's, it's really for, for the better. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like a lot of artists at least like in school from what I see have a really hard time of 
you know, kind of accepting that and really embracing feedback. Mm -hmm. um, because even to this day, like right now, like in fourth year, uh, I'm in fourth year, in fourth <laughs> year, um, I see some design students that are very scared and very like timid about their work right. because they're scared of like what people are going to say. Um, so, you know, in a one-liner, like what, what would your advice be for someone that's like, they have amazing work, but they're, they're very shy, very timid of like what, they're scared of judgment, you know, and, and feedback. Mm -hmm. Probably my one line of advice would be, be vulnerable. We talk about that a lot in our program, especially because when you're making art or it doesn't have to be dance, it could be theater or when you're making music, um, anything like that, you're basically putting a piece of yourself out there for the world to see. And not everybody will like it. That's just the basic truth of it. As an artist, not everybody will like your work because people have opinions and they're subjective. So they can't, nothing can truly be graded on an equal basis. But you just have to let yourself out there because what you're doing essentially is you're trying to represent yourself through your work and what you can do with it. So if you can't open yourself up to your audience and show these people, this is what I believe in, this is what I want to do, then you're never going to reach that level where you can make the art that you want to make. And that's just, <laughs> you just have to, it's going to be difficult at first for sure. But over time, it gets easier. You just have to allow yourself, allow people to see the emotions that run through you and the mm -hmm. thoughts that go through your brain. I love that. I love mm -hmm. how you said like you have to be vulnerable. I've actually never heard that before in any of like the <laughs> industries yeah. um, or creative industries. So it's like that was like a new thing that I learned today, which was pretty awesome. Um, have you been doing so? So you talked about that you did ballet for for a while. Um, accumulatively, how long have you been dancing? Um, I think by now it would be 14 years. 14 years, yeah, wow. 14 years. And did you always, uh, like, what, are you, what kind of dance are you doing now? Is it still ballet or are you kind of doing mm -hmm. other things? Um, I still do ballet. Ballet is still my main focus. I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I branched into other dance forms such as, you know, contemporary, um, jazz funk, hip hop, uh, a bit of heels, and I also do a little bit of beginner pole dancing. <laughs> so that's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually funny because they all link up to each other in uh, similar ways, even though you would think that each genre would be so different from each other. Um, but the basic technique of it is all the same. Right. Yeah. Right. And is it um, was it was it difficult to like transition to uh, or to try those like different styles, um, or was it kind of like natural for you because you always have like you've had like such an extensive background? Mm, some were more difficult to transition into than others. So definitely like the more the hip hop <laughs> and the pole dancing um, definitely proved to be more of a challenge for me because the aesthetic and the quality of movement from genres such as ballet and contemporary and jazz, they're very different from those. Mm -hmm. um, so it was hard for me to find that sort of quality in my movement at first when I was trying to do those styles. Um, but again, it's about practice. You just have to keep practicing and trying to capture the essence of it. And if you just keep doing that, you will start to come out on the top <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i love that so just kind of practice 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 yeah and i think that's very necessary uh when it comes to like the arts or anything of the sort where you have to apply skill mm -hmm. um well i well everything has like skill to some extent but i think uh, specifically in the kind of like arts industry creative industry um practice is sometimes very overlooked 
uh, and like you know putting the hours is really almost like sometimes the only way for you to like get better um, there's no real way there's no shortcut there's no around it right yeah um, and you, you'll sometimes know I don't know about about Dan uh, about Dan too much but you'll sometimes you can kind of see it in people when they put in the amount of hours um, throughout like the pieces that they create or like the mm-hmm. stuff that they do uh, it's very obvious right um, I think, uh, yeah, one thing before, like, we, we wrap up, because I know I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, and we have, like, 20 minutes in this room. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, what is some, what, what's your, like, goal, and what is something that you, you know, want to be remembered for? Um, let's say we're, you know, 10, 15 years down the line. Where do you want to be? What's your goal? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is, what do you want, what is your, um, what is it that you want to express towards people? I really just want people to have a better appreciation for the arts in general. Um, and if there was one thing that I wanted people to remember about me, I would just want them to feel like I brought joy to them, even if it was just a little bit through the medium of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because for myself, as I said, um, dance is sort of like a healing process for me. And I've used it so many times that I was feeling down and it always got me out of that down mood. Um, and I've recently also participated in two community dance projects. So what these projects were like, it's just a huge group of people. Um, one was 72 people and the other was over 200. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So definitely um, a challenge to coordinate all of that. Um, but as one of the dancers and one of the performers, I can honestly say they have been the two best performances of my life ever. Like, they were completely unpaid, everything was voluntary about it, and we, um, the second one with the 200 people, we didn't have an actual stage or theater to performing anything, we just performed on the streets. That's crazy. (laughs) In the rain. (laughs) In the pouring rain. (laughs) But it was just so magical, because here you are with people who don't necessarily have a practical dance training background, but here they are, all willing to come and rehearse this half-hour-long piece um, uh, every week, two or three times each week. And they do it because they love it. And it just brings them so much joy to be able to move and to show these, um, these passersby on the streets that they're enjoying this process so much. And so I really took inspiration from that. And that's really what I want people to remember from me um, if I make a name for myself out there. I just want them to feel that I brought them joy in some way, whether it's because they like my work, or maybe they like seeing me dance, or something like that. Or maybe I helped bring joy to someone else by teaching them how to dance. Mm-hmm. That's what I want people to remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you seem to be so passionate about, like, your career and your art, um, and that's... I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that vibe. <laughs> like, you're really exerting that, right? Um, and, you know, it's so appreciating when, when you see someone with so much passion with what they're doing. Um, and I think the one thing, you know, that I, I'd hate to see, but I, it's often, oftentimes um, shown or like it's, it's very easy to notice is that there are a lot of people that they kind of go through the education system just for the sake of it. Right. But they're not really doing what they're passionate about. And mm-hmm. and. I, I don't have the stats on like what that you know statistic actually is if maybe people are actually going for what they what they actually like right mm. who knows um, but the times where I see people where they're just like yeah I don't really know and, and they just feel almost like a little lifeless I want to help them figure out like what your passion is so that you can go for that right because like my god <laughs> like I you're like so you're like 22 and you're like you know you're super right. young 
Um, and you're, you know, it's hard to figure out your passion. So I wanted to emphasize like how important is, is passion for you? Like how, how, how much of a role does passion play? And, you know, for people still trying to figure out what their passion is, like what, what's your advice to them? Like, you know, uh, and how do you go about perhaps not monetizing it, but like really, mm-hmm. you know, going for it, taking that leap of faith and, uh, and doing it is whatever that you, you like, regardless of approval or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I've definitely heard a lot from other people as well that like, I even have a close friend um, from high school. She has told me that her current major is not at all what she wants to be. She's in um, medicine right now to become a veterinarian later on. Mm, wow. But what she really wants to do is she wants to be, um, a, what are they called? The, uh, the, the people on the planes? Um, oh, um... Stewardess? Like flight attendants? Yeah, 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 yeah. She wants to become a flight attendant. She wants to go around, see the world, become a flight attendant, and help people that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because of, you know, her family, familial pressure that she went into medicine in the first place. Um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> like, the importance of passion. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would say that passion really takes up the most part of what I think about my career and my life. Because you just, you don't have time to wait. You might, you, you honestly don't know when your life could end. And I know that's a super morbid thing to say, but, you, but <laughs> it's true. also a truth. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know when your life could end. Yeah. Um, like a freak accident could happen or anything like that. But So if you don't go for it now, you don't know when you're going to go for it in the future. Mm-hmm. So I think for people, even for people who are unsure of where their passion lies, you've just got to start going out and doing different things. Because if you start doing different things and new things, things that you've never done before, then maybe you'll discover where that passion is. And if you still don't, then you can always make a living out of something that you already know and that you do well at. Mm-hmm. And there's no harming that. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I think we gotta get out soon, but um, yeah, that was crazy. I really appreciate your insight. Honestly, like it was, 